hope you were able to uh, let go of some mental busyness there. Five minutes is a different time than I'm used to, but hopefully you had that feeling of changing your mind. It's also nice to feel that we've come together with a shared purpose. There's some energy that comes from that, you know. So apparently, I don't know, have you got done away with themes or no? We thought the theme for August was justice, which is why we chose the topic of karma, but whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's a good, it's, it's a good topic. Um, so from a Buddhist point of view, that, that meant karma. Now I have to say, out of, the, out of the gate, one of the reasons I chose the title, The Kindness of Karma, is because we get it wrong. We get it so wrong, you know? So I'm going to give you my health warnings. Because this is the only way to hear a teaching on karma is for me to clear the clutter. Otherwise, you'll be listening incorrectly. (laughs) So karma is the law of cause and effect. Gravity, there's a law of gravity, right? If I trip on these stairs, I fall. There's no judgment there, is there? It's just the law of gravity. I'm, I, I live with the law of gravity. If I trip on these stairs, I'm going to fall. And it has actually happened after a teaching. There's no judgment. Was I singled out? No, right? It wasn't, there was, it wasn't some punishment. You fell down the stairs as punishment, right? So there's no judgment in karma, zero. But what we tend to hear is that there's some grand arbiter of all things that deemed that was naughty, and now thou shalt fall down some stairs. <laughs> grand arbiter of karma says, cue the flower pot. <laughs> ah, you know, this is, this is kind of what we think karma is. There's a machine in the sky. There's some body deciding that we should suffer. Because we were bad? This is tough. We were, many of us were raised with these paradigms of judgment with regard to suffering and difficulty. There is no judgment in Buddhism. Zero. So the other thing we need to understand about karma is that it only makes sense on the basis of essentially past and future lives. Because it is impossible, it is impossible for a three-year-old to have created enough enough negativity in one lifetime to experience what some three-year-olds have to experience in this world. It's impossible, right? This is partly where some of our confusion comes from, right? Why is a three-year-old suffering like that? doesn't make sense. So... Karma makes sense. Does karma make sense? Kind of does. If we check, we believe in karma because we say, they're lucky. They're so lucky. Meaning what? They've got a lot of good karma ripening for them right now. That's what it means, right? So if you're not down with past and future lives, it's going to be dicey. So for today's purposes, just open the door, squidge, right? You can't prove that there aren't past and future lives, so you can't prove, just as you can't prove that there is this just one life, right? As time goes by, if you wish, 
you'll see enough logic, enough cause and effect in, in Buddhist teachings to, to feel like it's the only thing that makes sense. For gosh sakes, why is there a three-year-old that can play the violin like Mozart? Oh, that's just random cosmic freak-out quinky-dink. We're, this is what's interesting, too. Sometimes when we hear the teachings on karma, we start going, oh, hang on a minute. I'm responsible for my own happiness and my own problems? Hang on. Would you prefer to have utter random chaos that you have zero control over? Because what Buddha is, is doing... The great kindness of Buddhist teachings, through his experience of reality, he recognized that basically we have the key to our own future. Do you wish to be happy? Do you wish to be peaceful and relaxed? What world do you want to live in? Create it. Cause and effect. So I'm reading from this book, Transform Your Life, written by my teacher, Geshe Kelsang, resident in the West for 35 or 40 years now. And he's gotten to know us pretty good. Um, So this book is written in an immensely practical and accessible way. So what is karma? What is karma? Is karma when bad stuff happens? Do we have to check? Is that our belief? Is karma like, whoa, there's some karma? Like that, is it just bad? I think we tend to think of karma as only when bad stuff happens. What do you think? Just check. It just, you know, no, it doesn't matter, but check in case you, when you hear karma, you're like, that's when bad things happen, because that's not correct. Karma. The law of karma is a special instance of the law of cause and effect, according to which all our actions of body, speech, and mind are causes, and all our experiences are their effects. This is reality, cause and effect. So you all created the amazing causes to live, I assume, in this beautiful city, to be able to come here on a Sunday morning, meet like-minded people, share a cup of coffee afterwards, have this beautiful community, have this weather. That's, that's pretty good, right? We, we created that. Together, right now, we are creating karma. In the past, we created the causes to be here together today. Now, there's big picture and little picture. I was here whenever that was. I guess it's the third time I've been here. So having not um, embarrassed myself the first time, I was asked to come back. So that's cause and effect, I guess, right? (laughs) And she never came back again. So this is interesting. Karma is a Sanskrit word, and it means action. That's not what we think of when we think of karma, action, right? Like there's, it's kind of a muddy word for most of us. Action. So whenever we act with our body, speech, our mind, and most important is our mind. What is our mind up to? Whenever we act with our body, speech, and mind, we're sowing seeds in our mental continuum. The field of our mind, we're sowing seeds. So, yes, if we're keeping a cheerful, positive mind, if we're cherishing others, if we're being patient and loving, bing, 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 we're planting great seeds for future happiness. When we get impatient and cranky and irritated, what are we planting? 
seeds. What's going to grow? I hope this works for the podcast at home. (laughs) Cause and effect. We call it the wheel of karma. So in certain relationships, we just keep that wheel of negativity spinning, don't we? Oh, there they are again. They're going to do that thing. They're always late. You know? And we have a lousy time, and we create the karma to have another lousy time with them next time we see them. All the while blaming them. Well, they're always late. They're so inconsiderate. So who would like to be perfectly happy and relaxed all the time? Okay, so guess what? Buddha is putting your hands on the very mechanism of your reality. Moment by moment, we are acting with our body, speech, and mind, are we not? So moment by moment, we're creating our future. So this is the best place to go with your understanding of karma. I have freedom to choose if I want to keep being impatient and cranky. When, when, when somebody's pushing your buttons, how often do you think... Wow, you know, I could be patient right now. (laughs) Oh, I don't have to snark and scream at them. Wow, I I hadn't thought of that, but it's true. I don't have to go, shut up, you blah, 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 or I don't know. What do you do when you're cranky? What do you say? Anybody here (laughs) passive-aggressive? So unhelpful, right? So this is interesting, because Buddha is saying, moment by moment, you are creating your future. What do you want? Create it. Now, nothing happens overnight. If there was an enlightenment pill, if there was a perfect karma pill, we'd, you know, they'd have created it by now, and the perfect karma pill would not come with any of those pesky side effects, like occasional fatalities. <laughs> But this is the great power of every moment. Moment by moment, we're creating our future. So moment by moment, we have freedom to choose happiness for ourselves in the future. Relaxed, patient minds in the future. Minds of love and compassion in the future. How does that sound? Does that sound realistic? So, so, so let's look at this. So why do we have problems now? Well, it says here, our mind is like a field and performing actions is like sowing seeds in that field. So you can deliberately plant a garden, and apparently there are people who enjoy this. <laughs> I'm a city nun. So they're out there very happily, bing, Bink, bink, deciding I want eggplants and cucumbers and tomatoes, and they're planting and nurturing and they're cultivating, right? And they're doing it happily because they know come August or around here, July, June, things plant, they, 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 they grow very fast here with all our sunshine, right? I, I'm going to have this great garden in the future. And there's such joy that comes by knowing you're creating the garden that you wish in the future, Right? So what if you opened a pack of spinach seeds and the phone rang and you stuck them in your back pocket and you just wandered around the yard later forgetting that they were there and you're just spilling spinach seeds everywhere? What are you going to get? 
maybe some spinach because you're not able to cultivate it and pay attention to it. It's a bit random, you know? So we need this wisdom, the wisdom that understands cause and effect. So how kind Buddha is to give these teachings so that we're not just running around getting angry at this person, desperately seeking this position or these people or this foods or, you know, this foods. This or that, right? We're not running around just randomly grasping and trying to do this and getting angry. and You know, that's a bit like running around with seeds and just spilling them everywhere. So we think, no, this is the great power of every moment of my life. How powerful is every moment of your life? (laughs) Alex, what is, oh my gosh, so important? Every moment we're sowing a seed of future happiness. Every moment has such great power and therefore great meaning. No action is wasted. No action of body, speech, and mind is ever wasted. So every opportunity to come together with others to, as you know, if you've, if you've heard me teach anything, the grocery store, what a great place to plant virtuous, positive, peaceful seeds of future happiness. Who do you think about when you're at the grocery store? I need this, I need that. I'm in such a hurry, get out of my way. Is he taking that tomato? I wanted that tomato. So is a trip to the grocery store an errand on your list or a cause of lasting happiness? Is a trip to the grocery store a cause of enlightenment? Could be. It's up to you. Right now, you're supposed to, you should be going like this. I'm making a very exaggerated wow face. Every moment has such great meaning. And what about others? How does our cranky mind affect others? Do you ever walk in all snippy and cranky and then guess what you get back? A little snippy and cranky. Ever happen? Do you know that one? Mm. What if they're snippy and cranky and we were cheerful? You know, you're killing my buzz here. I was so cheerful this morning, I got out of bed on the right side, and you were just... A downer. You're really toxic. I can't be with you because you're going to make me sow bad karmic seeds. (laughs) Is this how Buddha looks? (laughs) It seems like a little thing, doesn't it? Snapping, being impatient. Saying, you always do that. You never do that. I can't. Why is this happening to me? Do you know what I'm saying? It's the explanation for everything that's happening in our life. So in a previous life, and maybe you can even think of a previous self, like maybe when you were 14, maybe 16, you decided, I'm going to get a tattoo of a frog right here because that would be so cool to have a frog. I have a friend with a kite. I don't have the, the guts to ask her, why a kite? She also actually has a frog. She has a frog and a kite. So. <laughs> so you could look at that and go, I'm such a moron. You know, you could be really hard on yourself. You go, yep, when I was 16, that seemed like the thing to put permanently on my arm, a frog. 
Maybe it's something else, you know, like there are a few people that have to have their tattoos adjusted because that person is no longer appearing perfect, right? (laughs) We didn't know. You know, we were kind of caught up in our youthful exuberance and just caught up in the moment and, and acted, not realizing that for the rest of our life, our sleeveless ensembles would need an explanation, you know? So you can be down on yourself. It's like, well, I didn't know. I wasn't thinking, you know? Moment by moment, I'm creating my future. So I'm not going to get any more... What word should we use for a frog tattoo? Um, impetuous, impetuous. Uh, Im- embarrassing <laughs> tattoos, I don't know. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't want any more tattoos. I'm realizing that wasn't such a great idea, so I'm not going to get any more. Or I'm going to think about it for seven years. Maybe tattoo is not a good example, but you can appreciate that you weren't a bad 16-year-old. You were just 16 and didn't know, right? There's no judgment there. It's like, I didn't know. So with... with with karma, it's as if Buddha is saying, that's fire. That's fire. Don't put your hand in that. It'll burn. It'll hurt. Is there any judgment in that? He's just saying, that'll hurt. You don't want to do that. So we have a list of the ten non-virtuous actions, but it all has to do with becoming perfectly happy. It has nothing to do with Morals. And good people do these things and bad people do those things. It just has to do with harming others creates the causes for us to experience suffering in the future. There's no judgment in there. Don't plant that seed of negativity. You're going you're gonna to experience bitter fruit like that. There's zero judgment, right? So we think, this is what I'm doing. I'm creating my future. I'm creating the happiness that I want moment by moment. We just try. You just do the best you can. I once wrote a customer service letter to a company that made a very fine product, except this particular unbleached parchment paper didn't have a cutter on it, or the cutter worked poorly. And so I I joke, I wrote, and I said, can you improve your cutter? I sow bad karmic seeds every time I bake, you know. (laughs) I was trying to be silly. Um... But, you know, you can be caught up in, in the moment of thinking, oh, no, I'm sowing bad karmic seeds. And then you get angry at yourself and you start panicking. It's just like fanning the flames. You're just throwing, you know, just throwing more negativity. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you were um, holding a potato that was singeing your flesh, would you go, I'm burning my hand. I'm, I, you call your friends, I'm burning my hand. <laughs> The flesh is falling off, blistering. <coughs> Drop it. Best you can. Don't judge yourself for, you know, when you recognize you've sowed bad, you know, some bad karmic seeds, go be sweet to somebody and go, got to rectify that. You know, try, do what you can. Don't judge your negativity. Don't panic. Don't freak out. Just think, okay, that's enough. It's a hot potato. Just drop it. Look at me. I'm shrieking at you and veins are bulging out of my neck. Drop it. What, what future do you want, right? Does this, does this seem helpful? Does it seem like just this little shot in the arm we need to let go of negativity? I don't, does anyone need any more negativity? <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Got enough, right? Drop it. Drop it. Let it go. Drop it. Okay? 
So by understanding our own cycle of karmic experiences, basically, moment by moment we're creating karma and moment by moment we're experiencing karma. Two things. One, when bad stuff is happening, like you stub your toe or you know um, somebody backs into your car or one of those things happen, you just go, karma, right? So a great way to exhaust negative karma rather than keeping the wheel spinning is accepting. Oh, that's negative karma ripening. What if somebody comes in and goes, what's going on with your hair? Did you mean to do that? I mean, did you pay somebody to do that to your hair? Which, of course, I always go, no, I do it myself. (laughs) And you go, shut up, you're a dork. You're wearing plaid. (laughs) Oh, really? Plaid never goes out of style, Einstein. (laughs) And I'm going with silly stuff because it's challenging, right? We're just keeping the wheel spinning, right? Somebody comes in and hurts your feelings and you hurt them right back. That's smart. <laughs> We're kind of silly, right? We keep that wheel of karma spinning. So when our body hurts, when somebody says something unkind, when something goes the exact opposite of the way we had hoped and planned it would go, we accept. In some previous life, We were confused, and we hurt people's feelings. That's why we're getting our feelings hurt now. In a previous life, we didn't know that flying around and scooping up mice and eating them alive was unpleasant for the mouse. We were just hungry. (laughs) At some other time, in some other life, we were in a a time of war, and our family was threatened, and we said, you are not going to hurt my family. That's my family And we harmed others. At other times in previous lives, we felt threatened and we acted out. So as a result, we experienced negativity and difficulties in this life because previously we didn't know. Previously we didn't know that moment by moment we're creating our future. Now we do. The great kindness of karma, the teachings on karma are explaining, put a line in the sand with your difficulties and say, to the very best of my ability, I don't need or want any more. I'm going to accept what is arising. It's karma. And I'm going to do my best to not create any more. I'm going to be mindful of my body, speech, and mind, in particular my mind. Whenever it's negative, hot potato, drop it. Do whatever you can to drop a negative mind. We don't need any more negativity in this world. We are either part of the solution or part of the problem. And if we are letting negative minds languish, if we are not doing everything we can to let go of them, to stop them in their tracks, we're putting more negativity in this world. There's enough. So from one point of view, we're taking personal responsibility for the negativity in the world. There's enough. We don't need any more. We don't judge it when we lose our mindfulness and act in reckless ways. We just think, oh, right? As soon as you can, catch it, right? We accept that whatever is appearing is karma. We let it go. We're exhausting negative karma. We're not keeping the wheel spinning, right? Cause and effect. Cyclic existence. This is Buddha's word for our current mode of existence, samsara. Cycle of contaminated life. 
We keep acting in habitual ways. We get angry with the same people. We get disgruntled about uh, the politics of life, and we get angry at this person for behaving this way that is unacceptable. They're harming children. I have a right to be angry. They are harming children. That's responding to negativity with negativity. You are keeping the wheel of negativity, the wheel of karma spinning. So when we realize that when I stick my hand in fire, it burns, when we realize that our own negativity is giving rise to our own problems and difficulties, when we see others acting in regrettable ways, so recklessly, so negatively, we just think, oh my goodness, compassion will naturally arise because they're creating such profound suffering for themselves. They want to be happy, and yet they're acting in ways that are completely contradictory. So why do we get angry at people when they hurt our feelings? Well, well, you're hurting my feelings, so you need to shut up, and then I'll be happy. Something like that? Okay. So, moment by moment, we have the power to make each moment of our life create the causes of future happiness. Moment by moment, we're creating our future life. Moment by moment, we're experiencing what we created before. So there's, the great, there's a great deal happening in every moment of life, isn't there? So you think the great meaning of every moment in life, zero judgment. There's no judgment of a bird of prey eating a mouse. Is there judgment? He doesn't know. She doesn't know. She's got a nest full of babies. She needs to feed them. But we can agree that for the mouse, it's not pleasant. Right? There's no judgment, though. That's just ignorance. So we now have this wisdom. I have the wisdom to know that this insect is a, human, uh, is, is a living being, that my neighbor is a living being, that I'm creating my future moment by moment. I'm creating, we're creating collective karma right now, right? We're creating amazing collective karma right now. So with a light, joyful mind, we approach our future thinking, I feel powerful. I'm creating my future. This is my, this, or Wonder Woman. Maybe you're Wonder Woman or Superman. I'm creating my future. You know, do whatever we can to keep a light, joyful mind about karma, accepting this is my karma and creating what we want. I don't want any more of that, so I'm not going to create it. Does that seem light enough? It's really important that we're light with teachings on karma because a lot of us were raised with this judgment and finger-wagging, and there's no meaning in that. Yeah? We want a meaningful life. Nothing more meaningful than becoming happier. People will notice. So I just want to say that in the back of this beautiful book, it says, whenever we meditate, we are creating the causes to experience mental peace in the future. So that's what we did together a little while ago. We created the causes for each of us to have mental peace in the future. So even five minutes of meditation every day, the intention to become more peaceful, it's karma. Your intention determines that action, right? So it doesn't matter how distracted you were, how well you were able to focus, moment by moment, in meditation, we're creating the causes to experience mental peace in the future. It is the best tool we can use to become our best self. Otherwise, mental habit, karma, will carry the day. So meditation is like the lab where we go in and very skillfully train in deciding what peaceful, positive thoughts to think. Because when we're in, you know, behind the wheel, when we're with our mother-in-law or the neighbor, 
It's so hard to decide what you want to think, isn't it? <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> so this is one of the reasons we need meditation. Okay? Good. So please enjoy every moment of the day today and, and let this the kindness of karma guide you, help you be your best self, help you be the person in this community that you wish to be and help put more positivity into the world and less negativity. All right.